DeRozan sees an opening, drives and throws it down! DeMar DeRozan with the slam! Fires, it goes off the left, and score! Oh, what a play by Duchesne! And what a catch! Oh, God! DeAndre Hopkins! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! The Bot Pod with Pierce and Johnny. All right, we're back with another episode of the Bot Pod. How's it going, Johnny? I'm good, Pierce. I'm I'm good. I mean, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it's right? it's good. It's sad football's over, but uh, obviously, congratulations to Mr. Thomas Brady on the seventh Super Bowl. Like he's the goat, right? Like. Yeah, the goat to end all goats. Like I, I know he's like the goat of football. Conversation is kind of over, but now the whole conversation is like, is he the goat of all sports of all time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, wait. I got. I gotta ask you. Can you hear my landlords of kids above me crying? No, I can't hear anything but your beautiful okay. voice. Love it. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got so many messages too from a bunch of my friends being like, yo, Tom Brady killed it because I kept on saying Tom Brady, like, even if the Bucks win, it's not going to be like a Tom Brady game. And I got and so many right, people yeah. messaging me being like, yo, Tom Brady played so much better than Mahomes, he's <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, guys, like, sure, I, I will admit he's the GOAT, but he like he didn't do anything spectacular. This wasn't no. a Tom Brady game. No, this wasn't like surgical Tom Brady kicking apart a defense. Like, how many penalties were, did the Chiefs have that like really just propped them up? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he played. I'm mean, not trying like, to take any away from anything away from the guy, but like, it wasn't like I don't know. It wasn't like anything super special, like Mahomes' comeback last year or anything like that. You know. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as if the game hinged on him performing well. Yeah. Because um they absolutely destroyed uh because like with as you had mentioned when we talked about it like Fisher was gone and so they went a hard run um with Jones on that right side a ton. Yeah. Um and and same with Fournette and the passes that they did like he did so many screenplays. Well, and, and like, it was like, yeah. that's fine. Like, you did what you needed to do, and, like, they got the dub, and you got three TEDs. Like, I'm not taking anything away from them, but this wasn't like, wow, that was a, that QB play, QB played really well. Like, this wasn't it at all. Yeah, so the the Bucks they went 145 on the ground, and then 195 through the air. Like, a very right. balanced offense. Yeah. So, like... The stuff was there when they wanted to throw, and the runs were there when they wanted to run. So, in my opinion, the MVP, which you can't give it to a whole 11 guys, but it should have been Tampa Bay defense, special teams. Like, you know, in fantasy, that's what you draft. That yep. should have been the, the MVP, in, in my opinion. It played yeah, so agree. well. Completely agree. I mean, my brother kept on, because he doesn't watch a ton of football, and I was watching it with him, and he was like, Man, Mahomes just looks like he's on the run the entire game. Well, yeah, it's and so it's obvious. Like, yeah. like to the to like one more of the casual viewer, they're like, 
Well, why is he always running and Tom Brady's always just standing still? Well, it's because yeah. they have no protection. Yeah, like any, and also all of his best players are getting triple teamed. Yeah, little Tyree so, Kill was blanketed. Yeah, Tyreek had nothing, and so obviously he's he's gonna take a look to see if it's there every time. And after he notices that it's not, pretty much every time he then has to start running because yeah. his O line can do anything. So yeah. and to put some numbers to it, Tom Brady had thirty pass plays. He was pressured on four of them. Um, Patrick Mahomes had 56 pass plays. He was pressured on 29 of them, which is a 50% pressure rate for the Bucks defense on the QB there. And Tom Brady was only 13%. So it's just yeah. kind of puts in perspective how kind of bad the offensive line was and how well the the Bucks defense was was playing. And how like since when did the Chiefs have potatoes for wide receivers? Uh, like <laughs> potato hands, like these. My word, there so there, many drop balls. There was that one ball that uh, Mahomes was literally like horizontal. Throwing, yeah, horizontal on the ground, and it hit Daryl Williams in the face. Yeah, and like Travis Kelsey had a pretty uncharacteristic drop. Sammy Watkins had a, a key drop too. Like he wasn't really getting help from anyone. Like if anyone has. Any slander for Patrick Mahomes after this game, they need to kind of put that away because, like, it was not – he really (laughs) did as well as he could have. Yeah, honestly, I was was quite impressed with what he did given how bad of a situation it was. And, like, and even taking into account the guys coming off of concussion protocol, turf toe. Turf toe, yeah. I mean, the guys – I was saying this to the guys yesterday, like – the turf toe, you could tell that he was like a bit favored, favoring that foot like after the plays and stuff. But I don't think it would have made like a full game's difference of how bad the offensive line was. Like maybe it yeah, would have helped. Oh, him. Like he was still pretty mobile, right? Like yeah, he put Vita Vey on skates on that one hit. Yeah, that one hit. Wow. It was like, oh, this started out bad, and then it just got like even more bad afterwards. <laughs> I was like, this does not look comfortable. Every replay, I was like. <laughs> Every replay was like a new broken bone, it looked yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Yeah. That's yeah. Off to the Chiefs. I know the, the real problem, Harrison Bucker, I don't know if you saw, he took off his gloves. So maybe that was the reason that they uh they lost. He should have kept them on. Oh, you <laughs> called him out for that yeah. too. Yeah, I did, and then but he hit three field goals. But Yeah, he looked clean. Yeah. Yeah. Weird uh it was honestly just a weird ish game it was a weird game second half was really just <clears throat> not really that great yeah i was also uh happy for gronk too getting a couple touchdowns breaking some records yeah. there that was that was good to see him, him that rumbling. second cd was that was brady's best toss yeah that was that, was that was that a was a good ball great. that was a good ball the first one was even, basically a freebie <laughs> even though they got a like chief got another flag on that play on that second DD Dude, for yeah. holding. Tyron Matthew was just selling the game for them in the first half there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to buy his uh, his tweet about Brady starting yeah. that interaction. I mean... He deleted it afterwards. Yeah. He said something around the lines of Brady said something that I don't want to say on this platform or something like that, and then he deleted yeah. the tweet, so... Yeah, I... Part of me doesn't think Brady thing. would be the one that started it. 
we'll fair see. enough yeah um and uh what do you think of um i i this is kind of like a it may be a side conversation but maybe even just uh your simple take off the go um what do you think of taunting i think it's hilarious but i think, do you think it should be penalized i think it should be penalized yeah mm. yeah i i get it uh i think stomping on like what the ravens did uh or sorry yeah what the ravens. titans did no, oh, raven, no yeah ravens did ravens. after the titans had a team meeting on their logo yeah yeah so like that is a little excessive because that's like borderline vandalism like trying to <laughs> just yeah anything logo related like, like juju like let's just get that out of the game we'll yeah, call yeah, taunting exactly. on that <laughs> um but the uh as far as just like the showboating to them like these guys are competitive like this is just like this is a competitive environment let them compete and let them be hyped and for me personally, I'm kind of just like, you know what, like, just if you're going to dish it out, then just take it. And I feel like you, they need to be the ones that monitor that kind of what's too far. And if it yeah. breaks out, then obviously put in penalties. But I thought this one was hilarious, though. I, I thought it was great. Because because that first game they played them, Tyreek Hill, that was the huge Tyreek Hill game. And he, yeah. uh, he burned, was it Winfield? Um, yeah. And then pulled the peace sign and then that was the backflip too and oh so, yeah and that's why winfield was <laughs> he was probably dialing that up the whole game whenever he had the chance he was gonna yeah. do it winfield was uh i mean i i would like <laughs> yeah whatever man do it like yeah i, bet I, I always think so it's hilarious happy. but like i don't want like because like if i think if it's not penalized like to an extent like Stuff like that will happen every play, and it'll just be kind of like, kind of a gong show. Yeah, but that's fair. I think it's hilarious, so that's my stance on that. Everyone on everyone thinks thought that was funny too. Like, I saw a picture of uh, whoever screen grab of the doing the peace sign, and then someone's like, "Put it in the Louvre," and I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah, that's fire." Yeah, yeah, no, I I get that, I get that as well. It's a tough thing to monitor, but the uh. It was definitely worth the penalty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it, it just is. It just is. Yeah. Thoughts on uh, halftime show? Uh, absolute killer. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that he got so creative. Whereas I feel like most, like this was the most creative Super Bowl. Yeah, he was like dialing up this whole narrative of him and the suit and the the face thing for a while. Yeah, like it led up to this. It mm -hmm. was awesome. And I think um I feel like most halftime shows they're limited to the stage. Yeah. And just what you can do in that small little area. But like weekend he showed out and just got creative with it and used everything at his disposal. So I thought it was absolutely dope. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah, my buddy uh, or my brother, he was saying that this was the best one since Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry, the left shark. That was good, too. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, any yeah, other man. any other takes of the game? There's like a bunch of obviously crazy Tom Brady stats after this game. Um, the um, the only hot take that your friend had with that was that Gronk got more TDs. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was hey, good on him. I'd say that's a pretty hot take. Considering yeah. what Gronk had been doing all, all uh, postseason, like he had like maybe like one catch a game, maybe. 
he popped off. I wanted him to get Super Bowl MVP. I yeah, thought that would have been too. so funny. He would have like broke the trophy or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you think um do you think if OJ didn't get hurt that he would be their main T? I mean probably not. Yeah, I like, didn't know what Gronk's, they were gonna be doing. Gronk's blocking is just so good. And I don't like OJ was way more of just the receiving guy. Yeah. So like when when they're doing two tight end sets and they want to be able to run the ball. A bit they're not gonna have OJ in as much when Brait and Gronk are a lot better blockers and still serviceable catchers. But yeah, mm. crazy that he is on that team. Like he's just yeah. so forgotten about. I feel like they're not gonna have all three of those guys next year. Just just the initial thought. But Yeah. Yeah, I think the team will change quite a bit. I already we'll saw see. though that Mike Evans is wanting to restructure his contract to keep oh, more really? guys in on the team. Oh, just to be more friendly. Yeah, to be more team friendly. Wow. I mean, we'll hey, like I feel like people, I feel like that's a great move. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you can't get back the the experience and the value that you get from winning a championship with just dollar value. Like you just. Well, can't and he, his thinking it. is like, hey, I've won a, I've won a Super Bowl. Let's try and like keep this window as open as long as possible then i'll go to another team and just grab a bag and retire yeah and, and well and at go. the end of the day he makes a bag anyway yeah so. exactly he's, like, his family's taken care of exactly yeah yeah and uh we had some i can't believe i got so close at winning that props dude prop I, I put you guys in the winner circle like it came down to the tiebreaker yeah that's wild Except I, there was a, when we were watching, there was a couple that we just kind of made some judgment calls on. I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are. When we said first player to score, Harrison Butker scored a field goal. And then there was a, mm, I was thinking a, TD. a Gronk TD. So that would have flipped. I kept it as Harrison Butker because the language uh, was, was that of uh, under. Yeah. And so that would have swung. And then the feed that we were watching, Paul Rudd was in... A State Farm commercial. I don't know if you got that commercial. No, I didn't. But my my thinking was, it was just on the broadcast, like CBS, like if he was yeah. going to be shown as like a fan. So we kept that as that. There was a bit of argument, and then the first song was there was like that choir song, right? But I didn't know what song that was. So then it was just Starboy was the first song that he sung. Yeah. Those are the only kind of thing questionable ones that we had there. Yeah, I was totally thinking in my head when Gronk scored that that I was gonna get that. Oh really? So, yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, I next year I'm just gonna do T D because uh, screw the kickers, bro. I totally I forgot about when I was making out in my head when I was making it, I was like, Oh yeah, T D for sure, like Gronk, yeah, Kelsey, whatever. But then I kinda goofed on that one. Ah, that's fine. That was uh it was close. That was fun. Yeah, that's that's profits always fun. The over hits on the <laughs> anthem, bro. They were just they were just chugging along on that anthem. <laughs> yeah, they strung it. They really did. Yeah, they didn't do the black anthem though. No, they didn't. Make an appearance. Yeah. Any any more takes on the game? Patrick Mahomes' first game without a touchdown in his like whole career or something like that. Yeah, first time losing by double, double digits. digits. Like what? College. I mean, what? 
Yeah. Disgusting. I mean, he's Mahomes is insane. Even just like that one horizontal toss and how perfect that toss was. Yeah, and he had another one rolling like... left that Pringle almost looked like he came up with in the corner. Oh, he almost like got it with one hand. Yeah. That throw was nutty. Like it was yeah. literally perfect. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, there yeah, should be no insane. no Mahomes slander after this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, no. I I I think I got it all all out there. Yeah. We'll see everyone next season. Yeah, no, sounds good. So, moving on. There's not much to talk about as far as the league goes for hockey and basketball. Not really. Everyone's chugging along. Everyone's getting COVID. It's making it impossible to set fantasy lineups, so that's great. Yeah, hockey fantasy is absolutely horrendous, especially if you have weekly lock. It's just <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love But we soldier on. That. We soldier on. Exactly. Yeah. In the in my um, one weekly lock team, I'm super nervous because I play like the bye week team. So it's got guys like freaking Thornton and like the meme team. Yeah. Because we're a thirteen man league, but we are thirteen thirteen man league and then one team is has to be fourteen so someone plays, so I'll quickly right. check who I'm playing. But I'm like I was like, boys, I'm nervous like I might actually lose to this team. That's supposed to be a free <laughs> win every time. Like Spetsa, Miku Koivu, Corey Perry. Okay, Kovalchuk's on here. Yeah, this okay. isn't. Yeah, so I might lose. Like Chara's on here. <laughs> I might Your lose. Team is just tough. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't lose. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Yeah, there was um. Once again, I feel like you get a. Um... A lot of your boys get a lot of attention on our podcast because we got Stutes getting um three point night, which was nutty. We got Sens getting a win. That's that's getting a hat trick. Oh, I should share my theory, my Sens theory too. Oh, you have to share it. Okay, so uh, I've already shared this with Johnny. He knows what's up. But the Sens first win of the year, first game, obviously you had to rub it in. First Toronto, second win of the year, first Montreal. And so Toronto's the closest geographical team to Ottawa. Montreal's the second closest geographical. Third most close geographical is Winnipeg. So that's going to be our next win. And then we'll just keep going down the the coastline. Well, not the coastline, the country. And Vancouver will be our last different win. So in theory, we're allowed to beat Montreal and Toronto now because we've already beat them obviously but then the next one has to be winnipeg so we're, like we're not playing we're not beating edmonton tonight is essentially what i'm saying so one thing is that montreal technically is closer to ottawa that's true they're right across the lake from each other or the river but but i'll give it to you because toronto is ontario yeah so toronto's ontario it. it goes by uh it goes by province yeah, closest yeah, geographical closest province. province. Yeah, there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, Winnipeg Fixed. could have been Winnipeg. We could have beaten first too. True, true. Because they're neighboring provinces. No, but like, but if there's like side by side ones, then you got to take the closer city. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you got to cross things off. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're good to go on that. But yeah, Spets is Hattie good. though. 
Man, that he's fired nuts. me up. Fired me up. Yeah, he's insane. Um, and fun little, um, fun little Easter egg that I kind of found. Um, I, f- I found um a Jason Spezza rookie card from when he was Let's in OHL. Let's go. In 1999, and so this was his a um. He was going to be nominated for Rookie of the Year for OHL, but then he got second. And guess who beat him? Who would have beat? Who would have uh, beat? Let me just say, it's in house. In house. In house. So in Toronto, among all of the Toronto people, who would have beat him for Rookie of the Year in 1999 OHL? Is it like a current Maple Leaf? He's currently part of the Maple Leafs, yeah. No Thornton? No. I don't know. Sheldon Keith. Oh my word. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> yeah, Sheldon Keith beat him out as rookie of the year. And now he's coaching him and he's getting a hattie underneath him. Oh my gosh, that's great! That's like that's all the so Sean funny. McVay like connections to like Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they played against yeah. each other in high school. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so cool when that kind of stuff comes up because it's like I bet when they were kids, Sheldon and Spezza were like, "Oh, I'm sure they knew each other." Or they're like, "Man, Jason's yeah, nasty." Hardcore or like, you know, yeah. like yeah, I know they're just chirping each other. Like I'm so much better than that Spezza kid. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. That's gold. That's a good one. Yeah, I know it's a great one. Um, but speaking of hockey, and we can include basketball into this, but it's more more so hockey. Um, so this is a, it's not really a theory, but it is a potential like sport altering idea. All right, okay? I'm excited for this. So something that is very unique. And this this is why it probably won't work because there's no caps and stuff like that uh, across across the world. But um, in soccer, they have the ability to loan out their players. So like in uh, so Arsenal, my favorite team. If we have a bunch of young guys that are really good, but they um don't feel like they're gonna get enough game time or anything uh and they don't feel like their u20 or b teams are gonna be giving them the best quality of play they're gonna loan them out to either a different team in another country or to a competing team that's gonna get them more playing time and then they can have the option to buy that player if he does well on loan or just to recall him back okay so my idea is if if in the nhl they want so i was thinking of ottawa in this respect because they're just absolute trash and i don't know how to how to fix their situation and part of me was thinking you know what i bet people like uh mike di pietro on vancouver would want to get some playing time or Rasmus Sandin or just like a bunch of like these good players that aren't getting enough playing time. Um, 
if they could be loaned out to Ottawa for let's say like Ottawa let's say Ottawa like let's take Rasmus Indian as an example if Ottawa says okay we will give you a first for Sandine if he does well for us so if we choose that we want to keep him then we'll transfer over the first so they have to put something on the table to be able to have a loan basically like Ottawa would or Toronto would Ottawa would hmm okay so so Ottawa's basically saying hey you want your player to get some playing time in the NHL he doesn't fit your roster our team wants some better guys um what if we bring in Sandine? We'll put a principal offer in as like first round and a second round for him. But it will you only get the first and second if after the year you decide you want to cash in or like we want to cash in. So like then if the negotiations start, but you have to have the offer in before the loan starts. Oh, okay. So I don't know. That was like an idea of mine. I'm like getting more players playing and getting worse teams better by players that are kind of being wasted on good teams. Yeah. So instead of having these guys in, say, whatever, OHL we were talking about before or over in the Swedish Elite League or whatever, you could have them start their development on different rosters in the NHL. Yeah, and then there would be obviously the conflict of interest, so you could make sure that you can loan outside of your division. Maybe outside of, yeah, as I was going to say, I was like, Toronto would never want an Ottawa loan player. Like, there'd be kind of a bit of shady going on there, potentially. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so maybe out of division, or um, there's also, like, the rule that it happens out uh, in soccer where if you play against your parent team, then you can't play. Uh, I so like you that. get benched like against that. the parent team. I but, like that, yeah. yeah. So And there's also in soccer there's there's windows for this to happen, right? Yeah, there's a January transfer window and the summer transfer window. Well that'd be interesting if like just for the first half of the season or something like that, there was a, a window for that. So you could just be like, Okay, we just want this guy just over there on another team just playing. Yeah. And then bring him back for if you want to see if he fits your team on the playoffs or you just let him stay the whole the whole year or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But like but you have to like you can't just like have a guy doing well on another team like for years and years and years and then finally starts to do well and then recall him. So like it's almost like that's why you have to like you have agree to put to something, a, yeah. You have to put something on the table first. Otherwise, it's like, I'm just going to keep having him play for this other team until he gets good, and then I'll bring him in. Yeah, and Which, and, tra- and traditionally in soccer, is it younger guys? Or do they do this for, like, just left hand or something like that? Yeah, there's both. Uh, okay. A lot. Of, most times it's youth, but, like, yeah, like, we, like, for Arsenal recently loaned out Lucas Herrera, who is a like twenty six year old, so not a young guy, but because they had too many center defensive mids, and he wasn't getting playing time, but he's still a good player. They loaned him out to Spain, so that now he's yeah. just playing first team. So, I like I like that in soccer. There's the different leagues that you can loan them to. I know that's the main thing that yeah. makes it. 
because there's no because essentially out. it kind of happens with like if you can kind of say oh we're loaning him to whatever Owen Sound attack right for the year but because like there's not as many more professional like if the relationship with like the KHL was like a little bit better or something like that you know yeah because the only thing is that there's not like oh if you loan out someone to like the ohl or send them down to the myers or whatever the hard thing is that it's not replicate like it's not you can't replicate the skill level yeah. at all the closest so, would be the khl but yeah still exactly so yeah i mean that would be cool if you could like loan people out overseas to play in other places competitively um, but you still own the rights to the actual player like you kind of still do that but not really yeah it's a little weird how that those contract talks work but yeah i mean it's just a thought no that's an interesting idea i feel bad i feel bad for ottawa yeah well there's that too our last two games have been pretty good though like we've kept it close against a good montreal team yeah i mean you mainly just had to get some of your injured guys back yeah and we dropped Braden covert and brought up eric brandstrom I know, finally. Which is such a good call. Yeah, that that's interesting. If I I think that would be it would be tough to implement in NHL. I feel like just NHL, but it'd be sweet to see if like this like Sweden got up, like obviously like well in soccer too. There's there's leagues that are more that are like better caliber than others. People would say right like yeah, but like they're all up to like kind of that pro level. That you'd like to see whereas the khl like and swedish elite they're pro level but like the level of play isn't near as close to the nhl right yeah because yeah i think there's there's ways that you can make it so that it's beneficial for both teams mm-hmm. at all times like even if you had say say you like loan out a player to a team and then they start to get good. Obviously, that team doesn't want to let them go. But if he's owned by the other team, then yes. Like after the loan spell or the the contract ends with that other team, then you get the opportunity to recall him back. And you could but, NHL could also implement some sort of like supplemental draft for teams that to benefit teams that are like loaning more players or taking in more loan players, something like that to like so. One team directly isn't giving up their personal draft pick, but like you'd just be like adding picks into the draft. The NFL does that sometimes too with certain incentives. Yeah, and I think it would it would, it could even bring in a lot of viewership across the league. For example, like if we loaned out Nicholas Robertson to Detroit, I bet a bunch of Toronto people would be watching Detroit games. Yeah, just to, to see, see how, how they're doing. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, there could be even just, like, if after the contract, like, maybe even just say, uh, if you decide to loan out a player, at the end of your loan, then you have to give over your fifth-round pick or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what. It's, like, that's the cost of him getting NHL experience is a fifth-round pick. But, like, I don't know. There's ways around it, but it's it's an idea nonetheless. Yeah, I think... Like pro hockey will be will evolve. I think there'll be some more tools to to get guys in into the NFL or NHL and and moving around a little bit more too. So yeah, I'm really hoping that the younger group of guys that are coming up soon will just 
we won't be seeing a a big like influx in in calf issues. Yeah, that's my big worry because I don't want to see young guys just like ruined with bad contracts and stuff. I was looking at some stuff today, like I'm on the Senators subreddit, and some guy was like, "Are Carlson and Matthew Shane the worst two contracts in the NHL right now?" And I was like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a point. Like, they're not playing up to their dollar value. And then, obviously, the Jeff Skinner contract is always brought up in that conversation. So, yeah, hopefully that's not a not a big issue, especially with yeah. this year freezing the cap, that cap space number not going up. Yeah. Yeah, I think hopefully just, like, Kind of like even with Hoffman and stuff, people will just get humbled after a while of not being able to play. Yeah. And then they'll just join a team. So and do a Mike Evans. Yeah. Or a exactly. Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> I don't know how Boston has like fostered an environment where everybody is being like a Mike Evans and everyone. Yeah. It's was, like I either watched a video or read something and I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like they're or I was listening to an interview with uh McAvoy on spin chicklets and mm. he was like yeah like everyone just takes team friendly deals that's just what we do I'm like that's cool like yeah seriously no how wonder. did you all agree on this <laughs> no wonder Dude, they're so amazing. good if you create an environment where everyone can wants to do that for the organization yeah it's like holy smokes well it starts with the top guys thing. too right so like people want this is what is just like confusing me about these young guys asking for such massive contracts. It's like, do you really want to win the cup? Because this is something you'll probably need to do. Because you you handcuff your team. Well, McDavid, you, you handcuff whatever team you're on. Every any situation that you're in, you handcuff them. If you have a massive contract and you're not able to build around it, exactly. Yeah, it's a t- it's a it's a tough one. Pasta is like. He's the man. That guy's like McKinnon. McKinnon, though, they just kind of lucked out. McKinnon lucked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Colorado lucked out. McKinnon reverse lucked out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Unless he's kind of like. Unless that was his idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That's funny. All right. Well, should we go into the top 20? Let's get into it, man. Okay, you got to explain it. So I uh, saw this list online of the top 20 duos in all of sports. And it all was North American. North American sports. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, We didn't really comment. I sent you the list. We didn't really comment on it much, but like I wasn't a huge fan with some of the guys on there. Okay. And so I was like, I got to make my own. And I was like, Johnny, you got to make your own because I want to know what yours are. So we made our yeah. own lists here, top 20 duos across all sports, and we're going to go over them. Yeah, I'm, uh, I had a good amount of them, the ones that they had. I did, I had, like, I've had probably majority of them. Yeah. There, I did, I did add I some did in, like. I did add some in and I did leave some out and I did change yeah, yeah. a couple, I think. But yeah, okay. let's let's get into it. Do you want to go top okay. to bottom or bottom to top? Um, bottom to top. Okay. Yeah, 
and then we have honorable mentions for each we'll sport afterwards yeah. and up and comers so okay do you want to do 22 16 16 okay go by fives 20 i have damian lillard and cj mccullum of the portland trailblazers 19 i have jason tatum jalen brown Boston Celtics. 18, I have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. 17, I have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And 16, I have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. All right. I'm really shocked that you have Marner and Matthews that low. But okay. I get it. Okay. okay. I get it. I get it. Um, okay. I, so I have Russ and DK at 20. Okay. Um, Tatum and Brown at 19 as well. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny cause I actually had CJ and Lillard at 20, oh. but I, I mm -hmm. moved them. That was your like, last second move? Days ago. Oh, okay. that was, a yeah. Days ago couple days ago i moved them they're my honorable mention but um 18 this is maybe outdated but i had to lock it in especially after last night uh ovechkin and backstrom okay uh 17 murray and hopkins and 16 Jokic and murray Jokic and murray okay yeah, I I got nothing there. My my list, I'll kind of go over with what my criteria were. So okay. I gave every duo a rating out of 10 points. And half the rating was resume, because I'm a big believer in you got to have stuff to back up how good you are. Mm. So like it's 50% weighted to that. So some of my picks, you'll be like, okay, yeah. Um, and then my other half of my rating was like, I called it the dominator rating. So kind of like the eye test, how they currently stack up against the rest of their competition right now. Uh, like where they're filling the stat sheet, like that sort of thing. Um, right. so that's kind of like my half and half. So Mitch, Mitch and Austin Matthews, we'll, we'll go up to them. Um, so they've made playoffs four out of the four years that they've been together. But they have zero series wins. Right. Out of the four. So that's where they kind of lose a lot of points, even though their dominator rating's still pretty high. Um okay. yeah, that's kind of my justification for that as well as all my picks. Nice. Yeah, no, I think uh It's like all these guys are good duos, Kamara, Thomas, James CJ, but they don't have the the playoff numbers really to back up their yeah right like now. see for me so lillard and cj they um i feel like they're just like the og duo because duos change so much in the nba but they've yep. been staying together and just have the loyalty to go yeah i, I like that too yeah so like i agree that they're definitely up there um the thing though that i like have questions about i guess you could say is that like cj like he's been getting better over the past three years. He's been on the he's been projecting more and more every year. This year he's having his best year yet. So 
I see them coming into that, but CJ has he's been more of a support player for Lillard than a duo for yeah. a while. Yeah, so, the majority of like they've been together seven years, probably like four, four and a half of those. He was just kind of still trying to get into his own. Whereas yeah. you're right, the past two, three years has been yeah, this is Damon CJ. Exactly. So and that's why I kind of you kind can't of have him them, in the yeah. top twenty because they CJ mainly doesn't have what it takes to back up what okay. he's contributed to the duo. Um, but I like that you incorporated a lot of their accomplishments. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't do a lot of that. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's kind of where I went with this list. So we'll have different lists, but I'm interested yeah. for the rest of yours. Yeah. We'll definitely have different lists. Do you have any baseball guys? No, I was trying to think of one, but then I suck at baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. So my next one. Fifteen to eleven. Yep. Um so I have fifteen. Uh yeah, okay. So fifteen I was gonna flip two, but I think I'm good with this. Fifteen I'm gonna do Curry and Thompson. Uh, 14, Allen and Diggs. 13, Point and Kucherov. 12, Kamara and Thomas. And 11, Crosby and Malkin. Word. 15, I have Giannis and Middleton. 14, I have McKinnon and Rantanen. 13, I have uh, Wilson and Metcalf, Russ and DK. 12, I have Ovi and Backstrom. And 11, I have Crosby and Malkin there with you. Okay. Part of me wasn't thinking you were going to have Russ and DK in this. I mean, they had a good, uh, they have a good dominator rating. Because when it's Russ, yeah. when Russ go into DK, they, it's, it's pretty unstoppable. Yeah. But their playoff and, their kind of resume I'm giving them. They've only been together two years, so like it's kind of tough to have. That's the hard thing. They just so have such a two out of two years they've resume. been in the playoffs. One win in the two years together. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm curious. You, you probably don't have Allen and Diggs in this. Um, if you get me to say one more name. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Top ten. Top wow. ten because they have. I guess we'll get right into that. I put them at a pretty high dominator rating because they had such like they have the sample sizes this year and they killed it Diggs's mm. best year Allen's best year and they have one year like 100% playoff percentage for Buffalo and they have two wins in that one year so they got a pretty good rating from me on that right okay nice okay so um I'm trying to look at my team and think of some of the guys that I've have we named we've named pretty much all the same guys so far. Yeah, like we both have Crosby and Malkin. We have Ovi Backstrom, Wilson DK, Thomas Kamara, Tatum and Brown, uh, all in our bottom bottom ten. Which is a pretty good percentage. Yeah. And you have Alan Diggs up there too. I have Alan Diggs in I double have, digits, yeah. Yeah, I have Matthews and Marner double or in uh top 10 so okay no it's looking pretty similar okay let's keep going what's your I'll 10 to so I got 6 
Diggs and Allen. I got Curry and Clay. It's pretty weighted <laughs> for those three championships. Yeah. Um, and especially since Clay's not playing this year, but Curry's playing pretty well. Um, and then eight, I have Rogers and Devontae. Seven, I have Simmons and Embiid. And then my bias kind of strongly comes in here, <laughs> but Durant and Harden at six. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so 10, I have Matthews Marner. Nine, I have Leonard and George. Eight, I have McKinnon and Rantanen. Seven, Durant and Harden. And six, Marchand and Pasternak. The, um, so the the thing that I was going to change was Curry and Thompson for Leonard and George. I was going to swap them. So Curry and Thompson was going to be nine and Leonard and George were going to be 15. Um, but I think just with this is probably some bias, but with what Kawhi did in Toronto and what he did in San Antonio, I just have him on such a high yeah. caliber and like Curry, like I get his three with Thompson will speak volumes, yeah. but in their duo, like, I mean, sure. But Dur Durant was one of their biggest pieces. Yeah, yeah. They almost were more of a trio than a duo with green on that first take. Mm -hmm. So I just have them. I think I do have to leave them at 15 and Leonard and George at nine. I mean, that's a tough one though, because George also hasn't really accomplished a whole lot. And them together haven't accomplished much, so. Yeah, they, I feel like I probably shaded them a lot because they left a pretty bad taste in my mouth from the bubble, Leonard and George. Right. But at the same time, I probably shouldn't give them, like, too much fault for that because it was the bubble, the bubble. They're just so dominant on both ends of the court. Too. Yeah, that's that's really like, where they get, like, that's where they really get a good dynamic duo going. Whereas you're right, Curry and Clay, it's really just it's the Splash Brothers. Like they just mm -hmm. splash. Yeah. Okay. And no, I'll like be it. honest, um, I had Marshawn and passed away too low. Yeah, where'd you have him again? Honorable mention. <laughs> oh. Kind of goofed on that one. Yeah, they're they're insane. They're the they're the second best duo in hockey for me i'm not gonna lie um, i'm probably just boston bias there but yeah that's fair i have boston bias too but then passes <laughs> just respect respect yeah i got mad respect for them so yeah. they're also like again they're a similar guy where i see them more like a trio technically yeah i didn't know bergeron, who to choose so... too i was like bergeron's been there the whole time i know it was almost more of a bergeron marchand yeah duo. Yeah, pasta, but pasta you just gotta have it yeah. there. So, and then with the Durant and Harden, I I had a tough time trying to slot them in, and and since I gave, I probably should have been nicer to Kawhi than if I gave such nice, like a nice score to Durant and Harden for they've only been together for like less than twenty games. Yeah, but they're only separated by like Durant and Harden are six point eight points on my scale. And Kawhi and Paul George are 5.8. See, I think like Durant and Harden just carry so much value in their MVPs. Yeah, yeah. 
Agreed. That's really it. It's like, where else are you going to find that on a and team? It's also an extrapolation, I feel like, for this year, just with how much they're... And we've already seen Harden being able to adapt and be more of an distributor and Durant's come off his injury so well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I take it home. Top five, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if we're going to have the same or if you're going to be mad at me with this. Uh, five, I have Mahomes and Hill. And four, I have Mahomes and Kelsey. I didn't I know, know what to do with that either. I just ca- I, I have them as one. I just have them as. Like, I feel like it I could have easily them as- be a Mahomes and Kelsey slash Hill. <laughs> it could be easily be a Mahomes and both of them. I know, like that's the thing. They're both cheat codes. Both yeah. duos are cheat codes. So but it's then like- it's like, oh, let's just do Kelsey and Hill. But it's like, no, you can't leave out Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, was tough. Okay. I'm not mad at I'm you gonna- for that. Like that was. I think that's what the I'm- the guy had on his list. They split them up. I know. So, okay, here, hear me out. So I am for my, just for my sake. And in, I think you bring up a good point because we could do that with tons of different trios. It's like yeah. Pastor Neck and Bergeron and Pastor Neck and Marshawn. So well, yeah, we were so talking I'll combine about like Curry, Clay, Durant, that sort of thing too. Exactly. So yeah, so I'll combine them and then I'll just throw Lillard and CJ as 20. Okay. So, okay. So, so then my top five is actually Marshan, Pasternak, Mahomes, and either Kelsey or Hill, uh, Rogers and Adams, LeBron and Davis, and McDavid and Dry Saddle. McDavid and Dry is your one? Yes. They're so dominant right now, bro. Yeah. Just from an absolute point standpoint. Yeah. Like, I know they haven't accomplished much at all, but. Yeah. They just they just stand out so much. One it's I uh I got point Kucherov at 5. Their championship kind of brings them up. Uh mm-hmm. Brady Gronk 4. Uh, McDavid Drysaddle 3 and then Mahomes Kelsey number 2 and then Davis and James number 1. Oh. Wow, so you Brady and Gronk. Yeah, man. I mean, fair enough. And it's it just shows how much like I waited like like two points out of ten points was if you had a championship. So like together. Yeah. So that's kind of why you see team like Crosby and Malkin, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Curry and Clay kind of be a little bit higher. But it shows how I think of McDavid and Drysaddle, considering they don't have a lot of postseason success, and they're my third rank. That one's a that one's a tough one though, because like Brady and Gronk did not dominate this year as a duo. No, right? And so like I feel like I'll see what I'll I could, see what I give them. Because if I just go based off like a little bit of history. I could say X guys are a dominant duo because they're still playing together um, and they're still decent, but they used to be amazing. Like I, I think my view on it was to go based on, yeah, sure, like their resume, but more so how good they are right now. Yeah, I, I get I that. Think who who my, else would you, who would you put view. in that, that Bronk, or Bronk, Brady Gronk category of like, 
they're still together. They had good years. But yeah, because that's where I couldn't together. even think of that. So I was like, yeah, no, they're they're dynamic duo. They're literal walking. Like what I thought I was like, if they're a walking legendary duo, that's still winning the Super Bowl or playing at a really high level, like Ovechkin, Backstrom, Crosby, Malkin. I mean, not maybe not much this year, but like they're still top players at their in their league. I, yeah. I gotta give it to them. As like as much as I want to project Matthews and Marner or Giannis and Middleton. Like, I, c I can see that they're good, but for me, you got to be able to back it up with playoffs and yeah. championships. So that's I think, you bring up, I think you bring up a really good point, just that they're a walking duo. Um, because you're right, I can't think of like much. If like any. the the closest I would have got to would have been like a couple years ago, Thornton and Marlowe. Yeah, like even then, like they didn't win but anything. They're not like dominant yeah. now. Like they're they're not winning a Super Bowl together, yeah. right? And being a big piece in that. So yeah, I see what you're saying. If based on that, I feel like I would have Ovechkin and Backstrom way higher. Like easy top ten for me. Yeah, I had them I had them twelve, but I they had a really good game against Philly the other day, so I might have Yeah, Backstrom's having his like career year this year. Yeah. So so the guys that we had different. So you had Brady and Gronk. I had. Uh, I will Brady. admit I goofed on the Marshawn pasta. I straight up yeah, goofed. Yeah, Marshawn pasta. I so I had Murray and Hopkins. I didn't have them. First year together didn't make the playoffs. Who did? Who would you have instead of them? That was just based off projection. That's probably yeah. a goof on my part. But I mean, like we kind of attacked this list differently, which I like though. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um. Like, easily, like, I guess for, what do I do? For NFL. Let's go over our sports each and then go through them. Okay. I think that'd be a good. I have Mahomes, Kelsey, Brady, Gronk, Rogers, Devontae. I had at eight. Um, yeah. Which is, like, basically they haven't done much in the playoffs. Diggs, Allen, Wilson, Metcalf, and that's it for football. So. So I just swapped Brady and Gronk with Murray and, and Hopkins. Hopkins. That was the only difference. Basketball, LeBron AD, um, Durant Harden, Simmons Embiid. Oh, I don't have them. You didn't have them. No, I don't. I'm not big on Simmons right now. I'm not going to yeah, lie. They're, they're doing good this year, though. That's kind of why I had them high. And I think they're the only they guys that can, that can take on the Lakers in the finals. That's yeah. where I'm at on that. Yeah, I mean, I I just like their team's build. Like, I think Harris yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, that's like, true. Well, right, you could put a Harris in there with Embiid. Yeah, so, yeah, that one that's a that one's a tough one for me. Yeah. I like have them just just outside. They're yeah. they're honorable mention. So, Curry, Clay, um, Giannis, Middleton, Leonard, George, Dame, DJ, and Tatum and Brown. I have Jokic okay. and Murray as my honorable mention. Yeah. So I did not have Giannis and Middleton because uh, I see that more as a solo. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not big on Middleton at all. I think he's like I think he's a good piece for sure, but he's more of a Tobias Harris. 
and I would never have Tobias Harris as a dynamic duo kind of thing. Ah, uh, that's fair. I kind of I disagree, but I think Giannis needs a Middleton to be able to take the shot at the end of the game. But sure. I would rather have Tobias Harris there than Middleton. So I do see that right. that in the in your argument. I I see Middleton edging out J. Rue as a better player, but that doesn't make him like a dynamic duo for me. Yeah, that's but fair. I don't it's know. More of that, like that, a tough one. It's not like a Batman and Robin. It's like a Batman and Alfred. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> so like they're kind of connected, but it's not the duo that you yeah. want. And then hockey. Uh, Obviously, hockey, yeah. Mc, McDavid dry top. I have Point Kucherov second. Um. And then what is my next one? Crosby, Malkin, Ovechkin, Backstrom, McKinnon, Rantanen, and then Marner's Matthew. Yeah, I think I would have McKinnon, Rantanen a lot lower uh, if I did it similar to you with Ovechkin and Backstrom higher. I have McKinnon, Rantanen way higher just because I think McKinnon's the second best player in the league and Rantanen yeah, has that's been basically like phenomenal where I, his, his boost kind of came for me. Yeah, above Matthews Martyr because they're the basically on the same playing field when it comes to the resume category that I made. Right, they're literally point two points away from each other. So, yeah, they're so tight for me too. Cool. So, right. so yeah, so we've dabbled into honorable mentions too. What are your honorable mentions for each? Um, NBA Jokic Murray, NHL Marshawn Pasta, and then NFL. I really wanted these guys to crack my top 20, but they didn't. Um, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Nice. Yeah, that's huge. They really... I think it's really, really like an underrated duo. Yeah. Yeah. Because the pressure and then the coverage. But they, yeah, they couldn't crack. Amazing. I really like that one. I actually have a defensive duo as well. Oh, sweet. Uh, a little little biased, but uh, Buckner and Leonard. Oh, nice. That's a, I like yeah. that one too. Yeah, I think Leonard's going to be insane in a yeah, couple of years. He's going to be the next he's Bobby already Wagner. Insane, but yeah. Um, yeah, so they're my NFL, um, MB and Simmons as basketball. And then hockey, I actually have Barkov and Huberto. Okay. Um, just because I think, I think Barkov, I think this year, he is really, really going to do well. I just have a feeling. So. He's not even playing with Huberto, which is kind of odd. He yeah, they've been a duo for a while, too. So, Yeah, th- that's the hard thing. Why I'm like, they are doing so well over the past like three years. But before that, they did nothing. Yeah. Together. Even though like Barkov has, this is what, his fifth season? 20, 24, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. Yeah, they're on a match for me. What, um, how about up and comer? Up and comer. Um, I got some heat here. NHL going with my boys Brady and uh, Jimmy Stutzel. Everyone in everyone in Ottawa calls him Jimmy now, so nice. I've adopted that. Um, NBA, I got De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton. Nice. Um, I just I freaking love Halliburton. Yeah, he's a freaking stud. And then for <laughs> NHL. For NFL, I have uh, 
Jalen Waddle and Keaton Slovis on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Two players that have not <laughs> yet been drafted. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't even know these guys. <laughs> hey, they'll make my That's 20, funny. I believe. Wow, okay. Oh, yeah, up-and-comers, we were saying, like, if we had to make this list again in four or five years, who do we think would be on our list Yeah. Um, at the time? Man, that's a, <laughs> that's a good one. I thought you were going to say uh, Goff and Galladay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't even know if Galladay's going back. I'm nervous. Yeah, I know. You should be, honestly. <laughs> um. Okay, so for hockey, I actually have Kirby Dock and Dabrinkat. Oh, I like that. I think Dabrinkat is going to be amazing. The next Kaner and Tavers. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dak's going to be the main guy over Strom. I think Strom is just a top six, and he's never really going to get past that. But Dabrinkat is looking insane this year. Yeah. I think he's really going to break out. Um, NBA, I have Zion and Ingram. I like that one, yeah. And then football, it's not like these guys aren't super young, and they're already pretty insane, but uh, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Yeah. That's, that's I feel a good like one. they could be top twenty. Like, they could be top twenty right two, now. Yeah, years. yeah. Even like Derrick Henry, AJ Brown. Yeah, they were in my. They were going to be my honorable mention. Actually, those two, but I had to go with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, I was also thinking of honorable mention of uh, Hunt and Chubb because those guys are like that is literally, literally yeah a duo. definition. Yeah. Okay, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. Lots of stuff there. When you combine the three, it really makes it tough. Because they're yeah, like, we just went over. There's already so many guys that could easily be in the top list. Yeah, and it's just funny to see where we kind of lean on, like, oh, man, well, that's this why I like doing these better lists. than this sport. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I had eight NHL in my top 20, which was my most, five NBA, which I thought. I, I think it's also just because the NBA, I have a hard time seeing them as a duo because they change every year. And it's That's hard true. to project. Yeah. So, like, Brandon Ingram and Zion, I don't think they're going to be any part of the Pelicans in the next five years. It's going to be, be one or the other. They're going to have to kind of choose. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, shall we move on? I think, I think it's that time, bro. Yeah. All right, Beach Boss Beauties. What do you want to start with? Um, uh, I don't know. You choose. Um, let's go with beauties first. Okay. So uh, I got kind of two beauties. Um, first one is I don't know if you saw this, but the Vegas Golden Knights were all asked who they thought was going to win the Super Bowl. And like twelve of the guys said the Bucks, thirteen said the Chiefs, and one guy said the Detroit Lions, <laughs> and that was Alec Martinez from Michigan, native. So uh, oh, hey. he's a beauty <laughs> for doing that because that was amazing. And then uh, another kind of Detroit Lions stat, um, like obviously involved in all these crazy Tom Brady stats are Calvin Johnson was drafted. Um, played his career, retired, and in, was inducted into the Hall of Fame 
all within Tom Brady's career. Jeez. <laughs> Which is absurd. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And so I, my take was, yeah, Calvin Johnson's working smarter, not harder. Like Brady yeah. might not even make a Hall of Fame. Like, you got to just get there as fast as you can. Yeah. It's taking too long. But that's my uh, beauty couple. Detroit Lions-themed stat. I do have to ask, you think Brady's retiring after this year? No, man. He said he's back. He told Jim on the stage there. We're running it back. I don't know if Gronk's going to be there. But I feel like he yeah, how, how old is too old as a tight end? Well, here's a stat for you. Gronk and Kelsey are the exact same age. Yeah, I know. I saw that. So That took me for a loop. It's just because Gronk plays so much more physical, but I feel like he's brought his weight down. He doesn't try and barrel over guys as much anymore. He's more of like a blocker now, so I feel mm-hmm. like he could give it another year or two. Yeah, I think so too. Um. Also, did you see... Um. Did you see Dennis Prater on uh, Mark Rober's? Matt Prater, yeah, I watched that video. I love Mark Rober. Yeah, Yeah, as soon as I saw the Lions, I'm like, ooh. Matty P. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Hall of Fame kicker. Love it. Um, So my beauty um, is that my nephew, my oldest nephew, and also my landlord's kid uh, started school today, in-person school. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just super happy for them. It's um, Cass and I have been talking about it because I went to see my brother uh, yesterday for the Super Bowl, and I got to hang out with them. And, man, like, what a wild change that must be as a parent. Like, or, I'm just yeah. starting like, to think about it. I'm like, because... My uh, my sister in law, she she has spent every single like, every single day with this four year old, and then now he's off to school and she doesn't get to see him yeah. for the day. Jeez. And like, you have no idea what's going on at school, really. Like to be honest, like he gets updates and stuff, but you don't know what friends he's gonna be making, what uh, influences he's gonna have. Uh, all of their his younger siblings, they have they have four kids, so they're. His three younger siblings are all so confused at home where he is. It's oh, just, man. Uh, it's just wild. But, yeah, that's my beauty. I'm just glad uh, they're yeah, able to awesome. get back into school and uh, kind of start this new journey. Because, like, dude, once you start school, he's now in school for the next, like, 20 years. Exactly. <laughs> like, what a what a massive jump. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, All right. Let's do a bot. Um, I think my bot is just the the Chiefs defense and the amount of flags that they got. That was like absurd amount of flags. It's just giving me a headache. I was like, this Super Bowl is just getting completely like run down by these flags. Like, yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, that was my bot. My bot is uh, the weather and my car problem. Hmm. So my car wouldn't start today because it's really cold. But it's also kind of my fault, so it's kind of a self-bot. I don't have a block heater in there, and I live in Winnipeg, mm. so that's kind of stupid. So I'm getting one put in tomorrow, but we'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. At least you're getting that done. Yeah. Beat. Finish it off, finish with, it off the beat, with the yeah. beat. 
Um, okay, I got a song this week I've been I've been vibing with. Um, it is called Deep Down by Xavier Ward. It's got like this like kind of like eighties bop feel and then it gets into like kind of a rap part way through and it's I was just like, man, it's sick. Deep down? Deep down. Okay. I'm gonna give it a give it a go. Um, my beat is um R and B artist. Really like her. Uh her, I only I dude, I still don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm not gonna lie. Uh S Z A. Was it Za? Tha? Oh, I've heard of her. I don't know how to pronounce her name either. I know. It's so like, make like... your name better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she came up with a single on Christmas Day actually called Good Days. And um it came across on a playlist and I'm like, man, I haven't listened to her in so long. So uh, I've been vibing with her uh previous album, which like I absolutely loved, uh Control. Um and uh this single is unreal, so yeah. Big fan. Sweet. Awesome. Well, Apparently it's Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> I think if I'm really? reading this phonetic pronunciation properly. <laughs> really? It's capital S-I-Z dash lowercase U-H. So that'd be SZA or SZA? SZA. 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 Okay, that makes a little more sense. SZA. Yeah. SZA sounds like she's like Caesar. Yeah, like Caesar salad. Or like yeah. Caesar. Oh, Caesar. <laughs> Caesar. Okay. Okay. There All right. Go. I'm. I'm gonna watch a YouTube video. Yeah, you gotta figure out. There's a bunch yeah. of YouTube videos. That's like the first thing I'm trying to find the phonetic though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope. Alrighty. This has been the Bot Pod. Peace. Peace.